You missed the headline and the top story of the day? Extra, extra, read all about it. Don't worry, because we got you covered. This is how we do. It's the Cattles and Rami. Top spot. All right, fourth and final hour here on Sacktown Sports. He's Rami, I'm Cattles. Top story today is how much ESPN this week has been hyping the Sacramento Kings. It's been nonstop on ESPN television. Uh, let's first go to Mad Dog Chris Russo yesterday as he was talking about possible contenders in the NBA next year. Here is uh, Russo who had the Kings in his top five. Why do I not go with Darian Fox, Monk, Sabonis, and what they gained this year? Sacramento is number four. Sacramento. They're only going to get better. They had Golden State beat if Barnes makes a jump shot. It would have won that series and then play the Lakers. And who knows? Fox is great. Monk did a great job. We like Sabonis, the kid from Baylor. They're only going to get better. A lot of experience. Game from last year's postseason. You know they're going to be a 50-win team next year. They were the obvious. They were the two seed. They were the three seed in the in the Western Conference. They'll be higher. Kings future might be a touch shy, <laughs> but the Kings future with the Thunder is big time. Every time, every <laughs> time that might be a touch high gets me. Might be a touch shy. Might be a touch high. Uh, every single time it gets me. So that was yesterday. That was yesterday on first take. Then this morning, Mike Greenberg, it was his turn talking about the Kings and Rami. You mentioned this earlier. This was about uh, a team that could win the title. Yes, five years in a row we've had different champions. So his this list was a list of who could be the sixth team in that run to win a championship. And this was his list. At number three, it's probably a year early for them, but I love what I see from Sacramento. They were a win away, and they needed to learn. That That was like an old-school teams that are knocking on the door and looking to break the door down, and eventually they will. Again, they've got the players to do it. They've got the guys there who I think eventually will do it. They need the seasoning. They got a bunch of it. They were in there with the champs. They saw exactly what it took, and in Game 7, they weren't ready. But I think they will be coming up. It might be a year early for them, but Sacramento is going to be a team to be reckoned with. So the Kings third on Greeny's list, the Kings fourth on Russo's list. Rami, here's the question that I have for you. Are you concerned at all that some people are starting to get a little bit ahead of their skis with the Kings looking at next season? Are are, are we going to are we going to fall into this trap of great story, reading your own press clippings, monkey off the back? No, not Oh, okay. Like so you get the monkey off the back after the playoff drought, right? This could be an overcorrection. Are we are we concerned with the expectations maybe now getting to a point where during this offseason they get a little bit too high for the Kings and anything less than an, a Western Conference Finals appearance is going to be seen as a disappointment. Setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. Um, maybe. I don't know how much stock Kings fans necessarily put in this. You know what I mean? Well, if they're going to be consistent, they get mad at ESPN for lacking knowledge when they dump on them. Yeah. It's a little hypocritical if you come back and say, oh, this is, they're right. They they got this thing nailed. I think they're, I think Kings fans are probably suspicious when they see stuff like this. Like, what's your game here, ESPN? I would hope so. What are you plotting on here? What, what? What exactly is 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 the motive behind ESPN and all these all these high expectations for the Sacramento Kings 
And Nick, it dawned on me when we were talking about this earlier in the show what I think is going on here. And it's that they're in they're in a sweet spot where it still raises an eyebrow when you put the Kings on some of these lists or make lofty predictions about who they are or what they could be or how far they could go. But you can still make a legit case of of what you're saying. You know what I mean? You're going to get Stephen A. sighing and, and, and putting his face in his hands when you make this <laughs> list. You're going to get Alan Hahn telling yeah. you, oh, that takes so hot, you need oven mitts when, when you have that take. You have Marcus Spears sighing and saying under his breath he's disappointed that you would put the Kings on a list like this. It's the type of of of, of hot take that you can make that gets those reactions and makes for good debate and discussion on these Talking Heads shows, but it's also realistic enough that you can put it out there without looking foolish. You know what I mean? They find themselves in a sweet spot to be a regular topic of discussion on these on these shows and and the the go-to hot hot NBA take for a lot of these guys on yeah. a lot of these shows, guys and gals, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a situation here where you take advantage if you're ESPN of the team that I think caught a lot of eyeballs during the postseason. Darian Fox got a lot of attention, especially for the casuals. Yes, and now you kind of throw their name into the hat. It gives you a little bit more content. Everybody knows about Kawhi it, 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 and, and all the other big names, and maybe it's a case of. I don't think it's going to be because this would mean that ESPN looks at all NBA fans as incredibly knowledgeable, smart, and, and won't you know fall into these debate talk shows. But it could be the case of them looking at the Western Conference and saying to themselves, well, there's really not a lot to talk about. Now, of course, we can kind of revisit the same topics we've done over and over and over again, but how many times can you ask the question, how long does LeBron have? How many times can you ask the question, will Kawhi and PG-13 work for the Clippers? Like, you've already gone through the laundry list. Memphis might end up being a complete dumpster fire, so you're not talking about the team that was second in the West this past year. So that really leaves the Kings. And this is what happens. This is the good thing about the season we just saw, amongst many other good things, is that the Kings are now in the national conversation. They're going to get more TV games. They're going to be talked about. They're going to be written about a lot more than they were in the prior decade plus. That's just the way this works. So they're now going to be part of that conversation on the morning shows of ESPN and FS1. And some of that is going to create ridiculous statements by many people. And at other times, you're going to probably be happy as a Kings fan with some stuff that they're talking about. But it is going to be fascinating to watch how some Kings fans handle it because, you know, you can't have it both ways. I said this during the season. You can't be complaining about ESPN ever talking about you. And then when they start talking about you, you start complaining about that. Which would you want? Do you right. want them not talking about you or talking about you? Because when they talk about you, when these national outlets talk about you, you have to understand that the crap comes along with that. You're going to have to deal with some of the nonsense. Yeah, and if the, if they don't meet some of these expectations or predictions that some of these te- that some of these these folks are making on these shows, Nick, get re- get ready for these same old kings fell on their face. Last year was a fluke. You know what I mean? It does. 
I don't know that anybody necessarily cares about that, but it does. It sets them up for for a a dramatic fall if if the if the arrow starts pointing back the other way on this Kings team next year. And that's a part of how this team is going to grow, how this team is going to continue to evolve on the floor, the coaching staff in its second year. There are going to be expectations thrown on this team. This team is now part, as I just mentioned, of the conversation nationally. It's going to be up to them to meet those expectations, if not exceed them. That's a different challenge. They just had the challenge of, hey, can you uh, can you break the playoff drought? Can you, can you at least become a part of the conversation? Mm-hmm. Well, now they are. They're smack dab in the middle of the of the of the offseason talk, and they need to now back that up. They need to follow what they accomplished this year with that next step. And it goes back. I, I lost my mind a little bit last week on this for a minute or you? two. Nah. But the whole, you know, me saying you don't want to be stuck in Blazers world and, and the pushback I got from some Kings fans because I said it early on during my tenure here at Sacktown Sports, and it was like, oh, new guy, you don't know what you're talking about. Know the audience. Yeah. And it's like, no, because if you if you go back to the playoffs this year and you lose in the first round, I guarantee you those same people who were giving me crap last year will be like, well, what's gone, what's gone wrong? They've fallen short of expectations. That's what happens. You have to continue to improve. If you don't improve, you're going to hear it like Rami said, of all the doubters and all the crap being thrown your way. So a big part of this upcoming season, once we get through the offseason and all that for the Kings, a big part of this next season is going to be whether or not this team is able to handle the expectations that will be placed upon them because they've never faced that as a group. They were nice. They were a great story this year. But now they got to take that next step. I do think you're on to something when you when you talk about ah. the Kings a being sort of fresh faces, you know what I mean, on the scene when you talk about De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis. You're not talking about the same old same old in terms of the characters in in the story that is the NBA and also the known versus the unknown. You know what I mean? This this Kings roster, now you never know what happens if they pull a trade or whatever the case might be. But this Kings roster is pretty much set outside of Harrison Barnes. With the Lakers, you have two guys under contract. So much floating around the Suns and 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 how they could shift that roster this offseason. There are so many teams in the West that come with so many question marks. And with the Kings, you kind of know. You kind of know who's going to be on that court next year short of the Harrison Barnes spot and what they do with that. All right, so your thoughts on the ESPN hype machine getting behind the Kings this week? What's that all about? Why are they doing it? 916-339-1140 is the text line. The phone number is 1-800-920-1140. You can hit us up on YouTube, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. Give us that thumbs up. We always enjoy those likes. Very important to us. And if you want more content from this brand, you can check out sacktownsports.com. You know, not everyone at ESPN is pumping the Kings tires. We'll get to that in 90 seconds. Cattles and Ronnie. Sacktown Sports. We got some tickets we'll give away in a little while, so you want to stay tuned for that. Concert tickets coming up. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what concert is that there, uh, Nick? That would be Dirk's Bentley in Lake Tahoe in oh. early August. That's out to Rami's people. My guy, Dirk's. Rami's so pumped. Fun fact, that's uh, actually his middle name. Yes. Dirk's. I know yes. that because I'm a huge fan. What's your favorite song? Oh, of Dirk's? Yeah. Hard Too to many s- to name, yeah, right? Hard, hard to, to say, say, really. Yeah, it's like picking your favorite child. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
It's gonna I be tough. I don't know if one one stood out. Mm. What's that one? Like the um, whole catalog. Yeah, it's a great. He has a great catalog, really. Just an outstanding catalog that Dirks. Rami's gonna be there front in line for this. Uh, yeah. He right. already showed me a sign. It's so cute, and it's got little glitter and bows and ribbons. It's really sweet. I think he'll sign it. He hasn't broken the uh, newest Emily yet, but when he does that, she's going to rip that sign in half. Uh, Rami, you said this before. It's list season, baby. Oh, baby, uh, is it? All sorts of lists coming at us. And uh, the ESPN NBA staff working hard, working hard, Rami, uh, this time of year, right after the NBA Finals. They, they don't waste any time. Right after the Finals, they've got your way-too-early NBA power rankings. And before we get to uh, some of these teams and how we feel about them, including your Kings, let's first tell you who was involved with these rankings, okay? Here's what ESPN wrote at the beginning of the article. These rankings are based on where the members of our panel Think teams belong heading into next season, taking into account potential player movement and the draft. So they're telling us they are they are taking into account player movement via free agency, trades, and also the draft. If you wonder or are wondering who is on the panel, I have those names for you. Kendra Andrews, Tim Bontemps, Jamal Collier. Your favorite, Tim Bontemps. Nick Friedel, who, by the way, I saw in Vegas, I believe. I believe I saw. I believe Friedel was hanging out uh, at Circa on the rooftop, really watching the tournament. When I was hanging on the rooftop, really? he was like two. He was like two uh, spots to my right. Big shot. It was him and some of his buddies hanging out with the Friedels. I the wasn't world. hanging out with him. He was clearly not hanging out with me. We were separated. First courtside, now at the Circa Resort. He had an obnoxious Syracuse T-shirt on. <laughs> uh, Andrew Lopez, Tim McMahon, Dave McMiniman. And I, I just have a tough time with this name. Is it Om, O H M last name Y O U N G M I S U K? One more time. It's Om Young Misuka. What? Young Suk. What is it? Om Young Suk. He he was covering Denver All NBA Finals. Om Young Suk. That's what I was gonna say. Om Young Suk. Beat me to it. Uh, so that's the staff, okay? We we might want to we might want to throw Tim Bontemps out, but you know, wasn't my call. I don't think Tim would have made the cut if it was my. What call. What do you mean by choosing between them? I would have chose between you and somebody else, and you would have been gone, Tim. Sorry, sorry to break the news for you. All right, so let's look at this. First of all, Denver is obviously number one. That is expected. Fair. The Denver Nuggets are your number one team. That in the is fair. Way too early power rankings. Rami, the Kings, on this list, ranked 11th. Is that too low? It seems low at first glance, doesn't it, when you finish third in the, I feel in the, a we- butt in the Western Conference? But you go down the list, and look, you, you said Denver. Okay, obviously they're one. Still got to have Boston up there. They're two. Miami, three. Uh, the Bucks four. Those are all, like, right there. I think when you go through the first four, you go, okay. Yeah, those are, those are the first four teams based on the way – the playoffs played out and and the the talent on those other rosters that that didn't make it to the finals when you're talking about Boston and Milwaukee but then Nick and and like you said first of all two two caveats two conditions you have to put on this they're acknowledging it's way too early okay and they're also saying this accounts for possible player movement i don't know how they account for that but man when i look at 
Philadelphia, Phoenix, the Lakers, Memphis, uh, the Knicks. You kind of know what you're going to get with the Knicks and and who's going to be back with them. They sit there at nine. But Golden State is another one. Five of those six teams, once you get past the first four, have so many questions around them, Nick. And look, man. When the pot, when when the dust settles on the off season, and and you and we we see new power rankings, a lot of those a lot of those teams could very well end up ahead of the Sacramento Kings. But as we sit here today, and with the question marks that hover over those other teams that I just talked about, compared to the question marks that are hovering over the Kings. I don't know how you put those teams ahead of them. You know what I mean? I think it's too low for the Kings. Memphis. And I know this depends yeah, their, their on the best player might be suspended half the season. It depends on what could happen this off season, et cetera, et cetera. But what we know is Dylan Brooks is out of town. They threw him under the bus. He's gone. You just mentioned John Morant. He's going to miss, I would think, at least 30 games, if not more. So John Morant's going to be out for a long time. Steven Adams is not getting any younger. There's a lot of questions about Memphis. I'm not putting Memphis ahead of, of Sacramento. I'm just not. I'm not going to do it. So get out of my face with the Grizzlies. The Knicks... This to me is like, oh, they were somewhat of a fun story and they were better than they've been and they're in New York, so we're going to give them their flowers. The Knicks weren't a very good basketball team. They had a hot stretch. They were okay. We don't know if they're going to do anything. There's, there's, Unless you're predicting that they're going to land a, a big fish, I would not put the Knicks where they are on this list. And the Lakers, from what we know, And we're obviously and certainly not NBA insiders. But from what we know, the Lakers front office wants to run it back. I'm not sold with LeBron one year older, AD's lingering health questions and, you know, hot and cold tendencies on the floor. I'm not totally sold on the Lakers being any better than a fifth or sixth seed or seventh seed in the West next year. So I wouldn't put the Lakers in front of them. I think this is too low for the Kings. I do. Uh, Milwaukee at four. I think that's completely off the reputation of Giannis because we have no idea what that team's going to look like. You'll have Giannis, you'll have Drew Holiday, and then you might have nobody else other than, you know, Connaughton. So we that's that's a Giannis pick. Heat to me, and I know they just got to the NBA Finals. Three's a little high. I've got tons of respect for them, but I, I would not put them at three because right now they've got Kyle Lowry, 33-year-old Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. Tyler Hero, who's a one-dimensional player. And Duncan Robinson, who has not been good for most of the past year and a half. So that's buying into the this this last run's hype. I would not put them as the third top team in the league going into next year. Just wouldn't. And again, I, I respect Spo and I respect Jimmy Butler and, and Bam's good. I think when a team I wouldn't do that. just played in the finals, you gotta have them in your top five at worst. But right? if you're gonna do that, put them at two. Like that's like one of those things where like we're not going to put them at two, even though they were in the finals, because we're, we don't think they're that good. But well, we're no, put, but they're fine with three. They went through two of the teams. I that, that they have in the top but five. Here's the thing: the, what are the rankings based on? The rankings are based on potential player movement and the draft. Sure. It's, a, it's a projection. It's not what have you done for me. It's what are you going to do for me? And uh, you know, Miami again with their roster situation and. Maybe they have an inside track on Bradley Beal, and that changes the math. Maybe they get Dame Dalla. But from what we see, there's reports that I saw today that are saying that Miami might try to trim payroll. From what we see right now on this roster, 
this was, to me, a special once-in-a-lifetime kind of run because you had multiple guys having out-of-body experiences shooting the basketball. I would not bank on Caleb Martin being as good as he was in that Celtics series all of next year. And Duncan Robinson had like three or four good games. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm going to erase the last 18 months of his basketball life because he had a handful of games that were pretty decent in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry had a couple of good games against Denver. Other than that, he looked completely washed in the postseason. He was benched. So I think a little high with, with Miami, but definitely low. Definitely too low for the Kings. We agree on that. 11 is too low. All right, uh, NBA and analytics writer Seth Partnow joins us in the callback next. These phone lines. The phone is ringing. And we are checking to see who's on the line. Long time listener, first time caller. News gossip, a story. Okay, who's the next victim? It's the callback. On Cattles and Rami. All right, so I didn't do this last segment because I forgot. So I'm going to give away tickets right now before I forget again. Yeah, don't forget again. The Folsom Lake Honda contest line is 1-800-920-1140. And caller number five of that contest line will win a pair of tickets to go check out Dirks Bentley. He'll be at Harvey's Lake Tahoe August 4th. One lucky listener, caller number five, wins a pair of tickets courtesy of Another Planet Entertainment. Again, the Folsom Lake Honda contest line is 1-800-920-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Congratulations to caller number five. You're going to go check out Dirks, Bentley, and Tahoe on August 4th. All right, let's get to the callback. We were joined earlier in the show by uh, Seth Partnow, who is a friend of the program. And he is an MBA and MBA analytics reporter for The Athletic. And so I, I thought Seth ha- had a number of really smart, and good things to uh, share with us during this interview. So let's get to a couple of them now. First and foremost, I asked Seth off of our interview with Jay Triano going back months ago when Coach Triano told us there's no such thing as a bad three-pointer. I asked Seth about three-point shots in the league and whether or not teams like the Kings are going a little too far with that shot. I think the league as a whole has probably hit about the, the highest level we're going to see. Part of that is recognition, recognition that there are some threes that are uh, okay shots, but maybe you, we can find a better one later in the shot clock. There used to be, you know, a come down first available three, chuck it up. Well, if you're an average shooter taking a semi-contested three in transition, maybe we can we, we should turn that one down and find something a little better. As well as uh, defenses have, have gotten better at uh, limiting and contesting threes as sort of everyone has realized the importance of doing so. Um, I think five years ago, maybe a little bit longer, the statement that there's no such thing as a bad three was closer to right than it is what is, was wrong. Um, probably we've gotten past that to the point of needing to be more selective in terms of uh, both who's taking them and, you know, what kinds, you know, off the dribble versus catch and shoot, how open you have to be. Uh, there are some guys who are much more effective from the corner than they are from, uh, you know, uh, above the break. Um, so I, that that's a statement that probably was once mostly true and may not be that Jay Triano statement really stuck with you. You brought it up a lot since he said it to us. I hated it. <laughs> About there not being such a thing as a bad three-point shot. 
I appreciate Jay Triano, and Coach Triano knows more <laughs> basketball than I'll ever know, but I hated the viewpoint that there's no such thing as a bad three. But like all sports, it's constantly evolving, man. You know what I mean? And and as when when the league goes as as far in the direction of the three-pointer as it has and and you 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 heard Seth break it down right there. Defenses start accounting for that. And so offenses have to change to account for that. It'll be a constantly shifting and evolving sport like like every sport is, man. It's all it's all action and reaction in in the world of sports. You know what I mean? And you, so yeah, you will see the three sort of come back down to earth, or three point numbers sort of start to come back down to earth. You know, here's what I would say: if you if you look at the finals, Denver won in five games, as we all know, in the gentleman's sweep. Even though they shot awful from three point land. People might not realize that. Like we were so focused on the Heat. Meanwhile, the Nuggets were terrible from three in Game One, a game that they won, eight of twenty-seven. That's twenty-nine percent. Twenty-nine percent in Game One to win. Game Three, the Nuggets shot twenty-eight percent from three. They were five for eighteen. Won that game in Miami. Game Four in Miami, the Nuggets. That was the one game they shot well from three that they won in that series. They were 14 for 28. They were 50%. They won that game. And then we know what happened in game five in Denver. They stunk out loud from three. They shot 17.9% from three-point land. In three of the four games that they won in the NBA Finals, they were downright wretched from three. So... For the people that believe that you have to take a bunch of threes and make a bunch of threes to win in the NBA nowadays, that's not true. That is not true. And for teams like the Kings and like the Celtics, two teams that I watched almost every game for both of them this year, they both, I thought, relied too much on the three at times. And they lost any semblance of offensive versatility. And when they weren't making shots, they lost those games. And so I do think there's a little bit of an over-reliance on the three ball. Uh, back to Seth Part now, who again was on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline from The Athletic. Here were his thoughts about Keegan Murray's ceiling after what he saw this past year. Uh, he had a very impressive rookie year to me. Um, in terms of what his ceiling is, I'm not entirely certain. Um, part of that is the Kings being as, as surprisingly good as they were last year allowed him to slot into the into a sort of a defined role uh, that fit his what he was ready to do, and that's not something that really happens a lot for rookies picked that high. They're usually going to worse teams and being asked to do a lot more. Um, so it's a little bit unclear because we, we don't know a lot about what he would look like if he becomes more of a primary offensive creator. Um, I know that was that was certainly the role he played in college, but that's kind of the role that most draft picks play in college and, and how well that's going to translate in the NBA. I don't think we know yet. I think this year uh, would, they would be the Kings would be wise to to give him some of those opportunities and kind of see if he has the, the juice to develop in that area. Um, that's something that, uh, you know, a very different player, but um, an interesting part about Mikhail Bridges in Brooklyn was seeing that he actually had a little bit more of that ability that he was able to show in Phoenix, and that, you know, makes him a, a completely different player. And um, letting Murray possibly grow into that, or seeing if he can, 
is, I think, an important thing for the Kings over the next couple of years. And I think that's the plan for the Kings is to, I wouldn't even say slowly, uh, more, I would, a better word is probably gradually but surely increase his role on this team. And, Nick, I think he could grow into being sort of a third scoring option on this team. What Seth is talking about is, I think what Seth is talking about, reading between the lines, when Fox and Domas are not on the court, is is Keegan Murray a guy that you can put out there and be the center of your offense for those stretches, those minutes, and be and be a centerpiece for your offense or for your team in that way? But I don't think he'll ever be asked to be more... You know, when you have your starting five out there on the floor, I don't think he's going to be asked to be more than the number three guy on this offense. Maybe number two guy, if you talk about scoring, maybe he 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 surpasses Domas at some point. But as far as his role in the offense, his usage, how much the ball in the offense is going to go through or end up in the hands of Keegan Murray, I don't think they're going to ask him to be more than the number three guy in a big three. And I think he can grow into that. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Kings cook up this offseason with the HB money, if they bring HB back or not. If they bring HB back, I think it is paramount that Keegan improves when it comes to isolation and his creativity off the dribble to be a better scorer in the NBA. And it's going to be fascinating with the backdrop of what we saw in the first round against the Warriors Will more teams, will more teams defend the Kings offense like the Warriors did and just continue to dare Domas to shoot? A, will Domas take those shots next year? B, will he make those shots? And C, if he doesn't, then you need a number two score because Domas ain't giving you 18, 19, 20 a game. It's not going to happen if if they're going to have, if other teams are going to have that success defending him like the Warriors did. So I think there's a lot of room for improvement. And there's a good amount of questions about what this is going to look like next year and how much you really need from Keegan next season. Thanks to uh, Seth Partnow. Appreciate you. Again, he is a friend from The Athletic. Thank you. Covers the NBA and NBA analytics. And I thought he had some great stuff. You can check out that podcast if you'd like to. Sacktownsports.com. And that would be, of course, on the podcast page. All right. It's going to be Rami's final segment of the week as he prepares for his next California adventure. Yes, sir. I don't know if JJ and Simone have any advice for him, what kind of advice they have, but we'll get into it coming up. All right. So uh, this is the last segment of Rami's week. You have to admit, I've been focused today. You know, right? I was going to actually give you credit, but Locked now that you've patted yourself on the back, I'm not going to do it. Don't go too hard. You don't want to tear your rotator cuff before you leave for the weekend. So, uh, Rami is heading out of town tomorrow? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Bright and early. And uh, for the first time in his life, yes, he will be heading to Southern California, Southern Cali. Two days in L.A., two days in San Diego, then uh, back on the road to Sacramento. Full drive back up on Monday? Yes. Is that what- yeah. Straight through. Straight so, through on Monday. You're going to go straight through to L.A. tomorrow. Yes. When are you leaving? Early, like 6, 7 a.m. We're going to get on the road. I'm going to sleep while the girlfriend drives. All right. So J.J. and Simone have much more experience than I do. I need to to know what to do. What to do while in L.A. and San Diego. 
San Diego, there are no plans other than I want to see Petco Park. Ah, uh, I just need to buy I tickets hear it's a for that. Beautiful ball, super nice, very um, nice. L.A. Uh, Gaslamp District. There's a there's a dinner reservation Thursday night, and there are Dodger tickets Friday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, uh, who are you going to dinner with on Thursday night? Uh, the girlfriend and some of her friends that live in L.A. She's got a couple friends that live in L.A. All, all females? Yes. So it's going to be you Ladies. Yes. Are you are you Me and Are you fine ladies. with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Totally good with are that. Are you fine with that right now? And maybe I might mean, not be fine with it by just, tomorrow night. You're trying to get me going, no, aren't I, you? No, no, no. no, I'm generally socially awkward. The fact that it's three ladies and me doesn't make me any more socially awkward. <laughs> It'll be the normal level, <laughs> the normal level of social awkwardness for so, your boy. What is your what is your plan for this dinner? You're just gonna sit there and be quiet and listen. Um, is yeah, that the? I speak when spoken to. You know, it's probably the way to go. That's yeah, good, especially that's a women. good boy. If they have questions, I have answers. When it's three to one, especially. <laughs> exactly. <my man>. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be looking at the menu. You want to throw yourself into the middle of that? And maybe there's a TV somewhere in there I can fix. Have my you uh, met the, these young ladies before? Have not. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Not. Fire rapid fire, baby. Be the first first meeting. Yes, it might sir. be Valley Girls. Oh my God! Did you take think, the one hundred one to the four hundred five? <laughs> and I'm gonna go shopping. I don't kidding. think Emily would would <laughs> no. And I don't think they're L.A. or even California natives. I think they are transplants to the Los Angeles oh. area. But what should one do? I said we should uh, walk on Venice Beach. Yeah, while go we're surfing, in, while we're dog. In LA. I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, we didn't we didn't get to do that. Kelly and I, when we went down there. And the Hollywood Surfing? Walk of Fame. No, Venice Beach. No, oh, Venice okay. Beach. Just walking on the beach. Venice, not, you're going to find a lot of fun. Well, I'm not I did, getting in right. the water. Well, I went to, I did go to L.A. So, I to, like, we saw what the Hollywood, do? Hollywood yeah. Walk of Fame. I want to see the Walk of Fame. And all that stuff, right? Yeah. The Hollywood sign. Want to see the Hollywood, the Hollywood sign. Way yes. out there and way up there. Uh, we, went to, uh, <laughs> we went to Whiskey A Go-Go. Okay. Okay. And we went to uh, the Santa Monica Pier. I said I want to go. Dope. I want to go to the uh, comedy store. Yep. Yeah. Right there on Sunset. I'm so angry about that because I, I think it was the comedy store. Which what, what's the other one? There's two of them, right? There's two. Comedy classic. Cellar, or is that in New York? No, that's in New York. No, what is the other LA club? You have the Comedy Store, and all right, it's one of them. But I was so angry because uh, I was like, oh, damn. Laugh Factory, Laughs Unlimited, what else is there? Um, I'm, I'm scanning up and down Sunset store, right now. Though. But I was like, man, I had, we were driving down Sunset, and I was like, oh, we should have went to a show. And by the time I looked it up, all the tickets were sold out because it was like, you know, we were there like a Friday. It was Friday and Saturday night. I was like, there's no chance. Yeah. There's just no chance. And I was especially angry. Especially angry when I found out that uh, Laugh Factory, right? Neil Brennan. It was either the Comedy Store or Laugh Factory. I think Laugh Factory is the other one. I think it was the Comedy Store. Hollywood but, Improv? No. no. Uh, so Neil Brennan was there that weekend. Oh, and I'm like, so are good. you kidding me? I he miss so Neil good. Brennan. Damn. So upset. So, so those are kind of the things I want to do. Venice Where Beach. are you guys going to eat? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. There's a reservation made. What that area I, are you staying? They live in? Uh, near Koreatown. Okay, like, yes. kind of over by Dodger it's Stadium. Downtown. It's yes, downtown. yes, yes, yes. Right over there. So. You're going to be super close to Dodger Stadium. As yeah. Well. yeah, 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 yeah. She, she, fantastic. Uh, her friend works for the Dodgers. So, whoa. <laughs> All right. So, uh, my question <laughs> is this: Yes, who pays the bill tomorrow night for the dinner? <laughs> That's a great. Is question. it split up? Or is it? Is there going to be one baller? Maybe the friend from the Dodgers. Is there going to be one baller who takes the whole thing? And then you Venmo? Or? I think 50. I would think 50-50. So like you think I will, everybody I will, will co- split it? I will cover. 
our half of it, and then they will. Uh, her friends cover the other. So half. I'll go in threes. It'll be. I will offer. It'll be one one. <laughs> I'll offer. Oh, you'll to offer. Ma- yeah, to make. But at wow. the first, the first refusal or pushback, I'm like, all right, okay. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a situation where like they put the bill out there, you get the alligator. No, arms. No, 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 no. I'll be like, I got oh, this. I can't and find then, it, and, and I'm just the, reaching. And then when they're like, no, 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 I'll be like, okay, cool. You go ahead and take. Here's it. something else we'll that we found out. JJ, I believe, asked you a question this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you are you are staying at one of her friend your your yes, girlfriend Emily at one of her friends' house, house in L A. In San Diego, we got an Airbnb. Never been at the never met this person. Never met this person. I do have reservations about that. I told her I have reservations. You're going to stay at somebody's house that you just don't people. know. Yes. Couch surfing. Live yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not. If you want to call it that? The thing about that that I don't love is you're like on their schedule. You know what I mean? If they want to call it a night, you kind of have to call. I'm not. Gonna I don't go, like staying at people's. I'm houses. not going to go stumbling yeah. into somebody's house all yeah. late at night after that while they're in bed. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's my only thing about it. Is I don't want to. I don't want to be on somebody else's schedule while I'm on I agree. vacation. Like even when I go back home, I like I, I just I we got a hotel. Like, yeah, I just I don't like the idea of this wasn't my call, Nick. Your life is my <laughs> life now for a couple of days. It's not my call. There's just ultimately there's a lot of great food. Ooh, I wonder if you'll see a celebrity. Ooh, la la. I hope. Uh, there you, you go. go. <laughs> With this, uh, San Diego, anything to do out there? Petco Park. Oh, yeah, tons, man. You okay. got Gas Lamp District. That's downtown pretty much. Petco okay. Park. Right. You got, uh, I'll say one off the air. I'm not going to tell you that one on air. <laughs> 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 now, the Mexican food is off Oh, the that's chain. what I hear. Yes. Got to uh, yeah, respect JJ's hear. filter there. He, he was able to filter that right out. And that's... I'll make this point about L.A., too. Sure. I know you're adventurous. You got to go to the um, food trucks. That's where you can get oh, a I love lot a good of food great truck. food. Love you a good food gotta truck. Got to pull up to the food truck for the tacos. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll probably do lunch tomorrow at some honey kind kettle. of food truck. You got honey kettle out that way. Is that a restaurant? Like, yeah, oh, man, okay. I got tons and tons. I got a, you know, I lived out there for almost eleven years. So oh I, yeah, I can that's right. Overbo- yeah, yeah, overload yeah, yeah, yeah. Overload San Diego, me. you got PB, right? Pacific Beach. Um, I mean, you got tons of stuff, man. It just depends on how, two days is a lot to pack in, brother. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's and you said you're at an Airbnb. You're not at the hotel center, right? No, no, hotel no, no, circle. No. We're down by the. I don't know anything about San Diego. The Airbnb is walking distance to the beach. Sounds like you're not bringing Ozzy. You got no. Kyle on yeah. the job. Kyle's, Kyle's, Kyle's working. Kyle's okay. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Staying back in uh, Sacramento. Ozzy! <laughs> yeah, Kyle's on dog sitting duty this week. Damn, I was trying to use him. I'm so mad. <laughs> Wait, you're going somewhere this weekend? Where yeah, are you going? I'm, I'm going to Palm Springs. Oh. oh. Ooh, la, la. Fancy. Ooh, it's yeah, going to yeah. be cook season down there right now. <laughs> yeah, we're all Fried right. egg Me on the concrete. Girl, we'll be all right. What's the uh, what's the what's the the weather looking like, Simone? Have you checked it? It's like ninety eight. No way. Damn. That's it. I can't that's believe. it. No way. Right that's now, it. it's mild right now in California. Wait, that's no? not hot to you guys. No. Oh no, Palm Springs. Last there. time yeah. I went there, one hundred thirteen. Yeah, one fifteen, one seventeen, one twenty. Closing the windows. Like, yeah. Phoenix heat, like that's like, desert. Heat, 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 heat. I was looking at the, the forecast. Hot everything for LA and San Diego this weekend. It's like in the seventies. I'm going normal? to Tahoe this weekend. I'm a upper 60s, low 70s, there baby. You go. Oh, man, all you guys are leaving. I want to lay out on the <laughs> beach a little bit. You can meet, us, you can meet me up in Tahoe if you want. <laughs> Love Tahoe, brother. North or south? Uh, I don't know where we went last time. 
It's probably south. south. I, I, I went the, I, I the stayed windy in, mountains. Yeah, south. I, I Is there at, any way I could take outside of the windy mountains to go, get there? You can go all the way around, but it's going to be a long, a longer ride. Mm. You can go north side. Dude, I get on the eighty, come so, back around on the other side. So but nervous. The longer ride, brother. I get so nervous driving on those. I mountains. recommend. Yeah, it's okay. I recommend not driving behind a pickup truck that has any loose gravel. Thanks, Simone. Potentially for any kickback. Thank you. I don't know. Jay, it's one of those things where I know it's okay. Like thousands of people, tens of thousands of people are driving those roads every day, but I can't yeah. I can't convince my brain that it's okay. No, you know what I, I mean? I like almost close my eyes. I never yeah. drive yeah, it. No. I'm a passenger and I'm I'm Don't closing my eyes. I am a passenger and I'm closing my eyes. If you're nervous my mother always told me, if you're scared to drive, don't drive. If you're nervous to drive, don't drive on that. Especially up there on a 50. No way. It's freaky, man. Thanks I'm, to, uh, I'm from the flatlands. You thanks know? to JJ and Simone. Great job. Rami, enjoy your trip to Southern Thank Cali. Uh, I'll catch up with you uh, like next Wednesday. Next like Wednesday. Week from yeah, now. I'm off. Damn. Look at you. Off. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday. I'm back tomorrow with JJ, so we'll take care of you tomorrow Y'all here on Have uh, Fun. It's Cattles and Rami, Sacktown Sports.